Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Dear gays on Grinder, these are the things that we no longer want to hear from you. Once upon a time, long, long ago, there was this act that many gays used to do on a consistent basis, and it was called the act of, uh, let me see if I can get this right, cruising, cruising, yes, cruising. Did I say that right? Cruising? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> uh, cruising. And I guess what this was is when a gay went to a bar uh, probably a gay bar and you know shit sometimes not even a gay bar and or went to a park that was designated as a cruising spot so to speak in other words this is where the gays met to hook up this is how they had sex this is where it all began and then in 2009 suddenly technology revolutionized this cruising aspect in the gay world and suddenly we were faced with this new app called Grinder, and now we could actually do this thing where we get on our app on our phone look at our grinder grid check out all the hot guys and see exactly how far away they are and if we're horny enough and willing to walk that far or i mean in some cases drive that far uh, shit, I think some people even take a train. It really just depends how horny you are. We just go get that grinder dick. But what we've learned all these years later since 2009, here sitting in 2023, is that grinder's definitely taken its toll on all of us gays emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. <laughs> a lot of money out of our pockets in the therapist's office, etc. I mean, I think we could all unanimously agree that Grindr is just a giant clusterfuck of that one thing that we just don't want to have anything to do with. But somehow, we keep coming back for more. Because after all, we are gay men and all we want is some ass or some dick. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore the entire notion of what it means to meet every single gay that you might find on your grinder grid
You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Washburn here and welcome back to the show that really just is that one thing that you think you need to cure that morning wood except for when you go get that one thing you thought that you needed to cure that morning wood it turns out it's exactly the opposite of what you expected my gay expose podcast and on this week's expose we explore the entire notion of what it means to log in to your grinder and explore grinder grid gays. This week, I've compiled a list of all the different types of grinder grid gays that you'll see, experience, have seen, have experienced. And chances are, if you're familiar with this app, I know that you'll probably be able to relate to at least 15 different types of the grinder gays that I provided as an example this week. And for those of you out there who aren't as familiar with Grinder, might not be in the know, might be newly out, might be, I don't know, really young and probably shouldn't even be on Grinder. listen up because these are all the different types of Grinder grid gaze that you'll find on Grinder. So be aware that this is what they do, what their intentions are, and all the fucked up bullshit and clusterfuck of therapeutic mindsets that we go through on a regular basis just to get some dick and ass. And it shouldn't be that fucking hard. (laughs) Right? Sometimes I just don't understand this app for the life of me. So I'm calling all of that shit out this week. And this week on the Your Gay Expose segment, I reached out to a few of my friends as well as you, the hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there and asked you the question, what is your biggest pet peeve about interacting with guys on Grindr and explain? So we'll collect some of those answers this week. And really, we're just going to get down to the bottom of all the filth and fuckery that we deal with. And why do we just continuously keep coming back for more, even though we know that this is a very unhealthy thing that we have just implemented in our lives? Well, because we're horny gay men. (laughs) And all we want is dick. Uh, So before we do that, first, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess Re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I 
didn't fully understand. You came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress. Or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, ugh, fuck, God. Fuck! Ugh, God, why did I even say that? What was I thinking? Ugh, Jesus. That definitely merits a re-expose. All right, you guys, so check it out. So as we sit here in this moment, I know that my AIDS life cycle 2023 journey has been over for quite some time now, but this is really the first chance that I've had to record in quite some time. I actually had seven episodes stacked out um, before I left. So I've been taking a little bit of a break from recording and it's great to be back, but I guess I just sort of wanted to take the time in this specific segment to just give you an update on how my 2023 AIDS life cycle journey was this year as captain of the life cycle village and it was just as fucking magical as i expected it was so great to just be back fully immersed in the love bubble being surrounded by all of that positivity you know being captain wasn't all puppies and kittens it's like i thought it was it actually was a lot of hard work but you know what i would do it all fucking over again and my plan is to do it once again next year and now this time i will be way more prepared for what I experienced this year. And I just wanted to like leave you all with a fun little story that happened on the AIDS life cycle. So someone had amongst the staff this idea to do a bingo night, one of the nights at camp. So I had, you know, my team worked very closely with like many of the staff members. And so as a result, I am very close with many of them now. And it was just such a rewarding experience to be surrounded by all of those amazing people. But they put together this little bingo night. And of course, I volunteered to MC because I mean, give me a fucking microphone and an audience. Uh, duh. <laughs> so of course, I'm sitting there, I'm doing my thing. But as we're passing out the bingo cards, and keep in mind, there's prizes involved. So, of course, everybody wants to play. So we're there. We're doing our thing. We're passing out bingo cards and little thingies that you stamp them with, etc. And we suddenly realize that there's probably, I would say, shit, if I'm to guess, like maybe 500 cards. And it turns out somebody fucked up. And I guess there were only four cards printed like that 500 times repetitively. And so people started coming back up to us and they were like, we all have the same card. We all have the same card. So a lot of the staff members started freaking out. They were like getting on their walkie talkies or trying to like get somebody to really quickly print cards. I saw the panic on every single one of their faces. And I'm like just standing there with this microphone in my hand. And I was like, you guys, you guys check it out. Watch this. Like call it off. Don't get the new cards. I've got this. Watch what I'm going to do. And they all just looked at me and they were like, what, what's, what's happening? What's going on? What are we doing? So, of course, we went through the motions of playing bingo. And once we got the first bingo, there were like six winners. So what I did on the fly, because I am so professional like that, <laughs> I basically made them fucking lip sync for your, their life, RuPaul's Drag Race style, and got the audience involved by screaming and picking who they thought lip synced the best and that person won the bingo prize i literally thought of it like just came to me it was just baby that's improv that's what we do in this industry 
It was such, like, I saved the day. There were staff members that were coming up to me days later saying, like, oh, are you, I heard you're the bingo guy. I heard you, like, saved the day. Like, it was just my biggest moment throughout the ride to shine. But I definitely will say this. We do a root beer bust every year that my team's responsible for. We get root beer floats. All the riders come in on this day. They're all exhausted. It's one of the hottest rides of, you know, one of the hottest days of the ride. They all want their root beer floats. They all want a couple sometimes, etc. So I decided that I was just going to rebrand that shit. And so I got my entire team to deck ourselves out in rainbows. We got like a five and a half foot like blow up unicorn. We put it there and we just rebranded that shit into the rainbow root beer bust. It was no longer the root beer bust. It was now the rainbow root beer bust. And we put sprinkles. I went to every fucking store that I could find in San Francisco before the ride and got every single box of sprinkles that I could find. And I used those sprinkles to basically just deck everybody's root beer float out. And people were taking photos. It was such a hit. It was just, everybody was talking about it. And I, you know, you guys, baby, that is what I fucking do to just make shit more fun. So that being said, I have so many more ideas for next year. And if you want to experience some of this new fun bullshit, Go over to AIDSLifeCycle.org and sign up now to be a rider or a roadie for your 2024 AIDS Life Cycle journey. I promise you, it won't disappoint. And speaking of AIDS Life Cycle, fundraising is now open for 2024 and I need your help. Please go to any one of my social media bios, any one of my websites, uh, the show notes, for this very show, if you pretty much Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my 2024 AIDS life cycle journey. I didn't make my goal last year and I need your help this year to get $3,500 under my belt. So before we get ma gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have a grinder notification going off in the middle of a business meeting themed undertone first let's get your gay expose and this week the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as all of you hot job tops and bossy power bottoms out there what is your biggest pet peeve of all time about Grinder, and explain. So let's get some of those responses now. Michael says, I think my biggest pet peeve with Grinder is the emotional roller coaster that I've been on for the better part of a decade. Abraham says, people who ask for pictures without having or sending any of their own. Daryl says, I have two pet peeves with Grindr. I always find guys that I think are really cute, but they're always way too young for me and just not in to me. And then two, I always hear that I'm just not in to Asian guys. 
Uh, yeah, I guess this is still kind of a thing, and we'll get into that a little bit later on in the rest of this week's expose. Curtis says, I just feel like guys on Grinder are shopping. Kyle says, Do I only get one? <laughs> I mean, you can list the rest of your pet peeves if you want. <laughs> but Kyle continues, I guess it would be the fact that it usually makes me feel like shit and totally inadequate. Ugh, yeah. So we'll be getting into that a little bit later on in the rest of this week's expose as well. Daniel says, For me, it's a waste of time. It's never worth the effort and it takes way too long. Finding a good guy is like mining Bitcoin. <laughs> takes a while, but eventually you get one. Fake profiles, people always look different in person, etc. Roberto says, too many ads. <laughs> oh my God, this bitch. It like flew right over her head. She did. <laughs> We're talking about like the interactions with guys on Grindr, girl. We're not talking about the fucking ads that you see on every single goddamn app. <laughs> I mean, I guess that could potentially be a pet peeve, right? Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> Mar says, hot men messaging me in foreign countries looking for a pen pal. And he put that in quotations. I mean, how is that going to help my situation? Oh, and all the men in open relationships using the platform as an esteem builder with no intention of ever meeting at all, giving excuses about how they are busy with their man, quote unquote. I see open relationship messages now and immediately delete. Yeah, so that's a very stereotypical San Francisco answer for sure. Almost everybody out here in SF on Grinder is pretty much in an open relationship. Joe says... I think my biggest pet peeve with Grindr is just the awful sex-focused culture that it breeds. I'm not sure if there's really any solution for it, but it definitely emphasizes the shallow physicality of attraction and bypasses the character and morality of individuals. Perhaps if it emphasized a little bit more on interests rather than just the sexual aspect of things, then it would be a little bit more wholesome and well-rounded. But then again, Maybe that's reserved for other apps out there. It is what it is. And by the way, Grindr is outdated and hasn't really changed to attract new users or a broader range of demographics. Just my opinion. <laughs> so I agree with you on absolutely everything that you fucking said. I do feel that it is a very unhealthy sex-focused culture. I do feel like it's all about sex and it's, little to nothing about the person or the individual. And I do agree that it hasn't changed much. But here's the thing. Grindr is the number one sex app downloaded on any gay's phone. So what that means is clearly they're doing something right. And clearly they don't need to update their shit because all we want as gays is sex. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Alex says, that it exists. 
So I'm about to spill a little tea here. Alex and I actually met on Grindr initially back in 2017. So, I mean, if this doesn't scream stereotypical San Francisco gay at its fucking finest, then I don't know what else does. <laughs> Love you, girl. <laughs> Monish says, 90% bottoms. <laughs> oh my God. Can you tell this bitch at one point lived in San Francisco? <laughs> Xander says, who says that I use Grindr? <laughs> so Xander was on my AIDS life cycle team this year, and I was so lucky to get to know him. And there's something deep down that tells me that this bitch definitely uses his Grindr. <laughs> it's just an instinct. I just, I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> Sergio says, Someone who asks to see more pics of you when they don't even have a face pic or they just have a headless pic. Or when their profile says something along the lines of NP equals NC, but they don't even have a damn pic and, or have a headless pic. Like seriously? Contradicting assholes. <laughs> By the way, that last half of the message was all in caps. So it sort of sounds like Sergio has dealt with this a little bit more often than he'd like to. <laughs> That's another stereotypical San Francisco answer, if I've ever heard one, unfortunately. Morgan says, hmm, my biggest pet peeve? Well, I'll just name a few. When you send someone your album when they ask for it, but they never send theirs. When you're talking with someone and then all of a sudden they stop responding. When you've chatted with someone for a while and plan to meet, then you see him in public or with someone else. When you've chatted with someone and they have an interest and then they don't, keep trying to message you until you respond and say that they're not interested. And try again and they're still interested again suddenly. When you plan to meet someone somewhere and they bail or flake and you see them at the place you were supposed to meet. <laughs> I think I've pretty much done just about all of this at some point in my life. So you know how we always do Michael and then Michael number two? Well, guess what? This week we're doing Joe and now we're doing Joe number two. <laughs> Oh, how the tables have turned over the course of the last few years. But Joe number two says as follows. I haven't been on Grindr in over five years, but last week I was with a friend who was on it and I looked. It's the same people from the same five years ago. And look, they're all the same age and they're all using the same photos since 2000. <laughs> Oh my God. So Joe number two is actually another teammate that I met on the AIDS life cycle journey of 2023 this year. And I have to say, I, I can't wait for more answers from this bitch on this show moving forward. <laughs> so fucking true. Kevin says, 
I'd say that my biggest pet peeve with Grindr is when I'm super drunk after a Friday night out and all I want is some dick and then nobody responds. But then when I wake up Saturday morning hungover AF, I get all the dick I want like I'm in a goddamn grocery store. <laughs> and as usual, all of these answers are uh, way more of a giant clusterfuck of really just all over the place. I mean, wow, like answers that I probably didn't even expect this week. And, you know, I have to say, again, it is one of those situations where Grinder is just that slippery slope of like mind fuckery. But yet somehow we all just keep coming back for more dick. <laughs> but if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And by the way, in case you miss the story on Exposing My Gay on Instagram, you can also go over to mygayexposepodcast.com, click the listen tab, and there you'll find the question of the week each and every week and you can just like import your information i think it's a limited characters get it do it now and now let's get my gay expose and you'll find out all the reasons why i decided this week to tell you my thoughts on all the grinder grid gays all right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster and it makes things start happening. I, I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. Grinder and I have a, <laughs> uh, well, a very toxic on again and off again relationship. And Truthfully, whenever I'm not in a relationship, I'm pretty much on grinder all the time, pretty consistently trying to get some dick just like every other gay that I know in San Francisco. Listen, I don't know what city you live in or where you come from, but here in San Francisco, in the gay scene, when you go out to the bars and you start making friends and you start sort of you know, creating this close, tight-knit circle of friendships and meeting new people and being introduced to new people and networking and all of it, you very quickly realize that when you log into your grinder grid and 
just kind of go down the grid and explore a little bit, you notice every single one of them are all logged in just like you are. And if people aren't admitting that out there, then they're fucking lying to you. (laughs) And chances are, if they aren't and you can't find them, they're probably one of those discreet bitches that we're going to be talking about this week. But here's the thing. I know that Grindr is super unhealthy for me personally. I can't speak for everybody out there. To each their own. People take in what they take in, how they take in it. But if you listen to the Your Gay Expose segment, you realize that a lot of the shit that people revealed about their pet peeves sometimes got a little dark. So that being said, I definitely have a very toxic relationship with Grindr, but I somehow still keep coming back for that punishment, for more, for like that clusterfuck of like going back and forth with dialogue and just all the different giant fucked up, like I can't even get the words out because like there's so many things that are negative out of Grindr. Now I will say this, Grindr as a company has tried very hard to put a little bit of a positive spin on things after, you know, they got some backlash a few years back for just being an overall negative app and people were trying to call them out for a lot of the toxic bullshit that they were dealing with in their lives. And they've made some really good effort moves to sort of show that they care about the community. I mean, they did the Kinder campaign about like five years ago where they basically tried to get a bunch of people, allow them to do their testimonials and express their views on some of the toxic bullshit that they experienced on Grindr. And the whole aim was to create this moment to sort of create awareness, to bring all of that full circle, to let everybody know that maybe we should just be a little bit kinder on Grindr. (laughs) They also are one of the biggest major sponsors for the AIDS life cycle, which obviously is a cause I 1000% endorse. And so I have to give them a pat on the back for that because that's just like the biggest support for anyone in the LGBTQ plus community. And to be a part of that is, I mean, it says a lot for the company as a whole. So let's just put all of that positive shit aside and let's just dive right on in because I've got a lot of shit to say about all of the grinder grid gays that you'll find on Grinder. First up, we've got the no face pick gay. Now, listen, you guys, this can be any variation of no face pick. It could be like a torso, just a body pick with no face, uh, like some random photo of like landscape or a background or just no fucking photo at all. And you know, Here's the thing. You guys, I have to like make this so fucking crystal clear. I live in San Francisco. And so what that means is basically every single person that I interact with in this city, in this community, like no matter who they are, they're all on Grindr. No matter what they do, how important or unimportant they are, politicians, they're all fucking on grinder here with their faces out and open for the world to read. It's just very common and very normal. 
but I just don't fucking understand when I go to places like Sacramento and literally I go through areas where every single fucking profile is blank. I recently moved my best friend down to San Diego and of course the entire drive down I was on Grindr checking out each you know little area all along that California drive stretch and basically I mean it was so crazy to see how many people were just blank profiles throughout the entire fucking state. And like the closer we got to LA and San Diego, of course, all the photos started popping out. But you guys, it's two fucking thousand three. Why are we still two, two fucking thousand three? <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> it's 2023. <laughs> and why the fuck are we still hiding our faces. I just don't understand this. And if anybody has like a legitimate reason to like tell me why they find it necessary to cover up their face when I'm going to come over to your fucking house and fuck you and see your goddamn face anyway, that this just needs to end now. It's been going on for far too long. And I don't think it, I mean, it's so fucking obvious when you blow me up with all these messages and you don't have a photo and you basically get pissed off because I don't respond. Listen, I am not ever going to respond to a faceless photo, like profile. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. You could just fucking count it out. My friend actually, we were talking about this one day and he was like, well, don't you have like no pics, no chat on your profile? Listen, one more time. It's 2023 and I shouldn't have to fucking put no pic, no chat on my goddamn profile. I think it just should be a given. I feel the grinder should make it a requirement to put your fucking face on a fucking profile, period. <laughs> and that's clearly not going to happen. But you guys, come on. Let's, it's, it's just... Just, I think Sergio was the one who said it in the Orge Expose segment. It's like, they want photos of you or more photos of you and you have your face on your profile and you have like, let's just say eight photos on your like photo grid and they want more, but they don't want to show their face at all. How the fuck does that make sense? Next up, we've got the classic catfish gay. Now, here's the thing. There's so many different variations of this type of gay out there. I mean, it could be anything from like not the person at all, like when you actually show up to their house and it's like like night and day, or it could be like a photo that you've had maybe that's 10 years older than you actually currently are, or it could just be a situation where it looks like a hot, handsome guy and then you show up and you're like, Five one, and you have six two on your profile. I mean, there are so many different ways that people catfish on this fucking app. Bots, like trying to get you to buy cryptocurrency and shit lately. I'm like, I, there's so many fucking things that people do to basically get you to just come over for a fuck. One of my classic stories in this specific scenario, and the one that I feel like the most weird about in the history of all the stories that I have to tell on this show is when I first moved to the city, this guy hit me up. He was super cute. He wanted me to come over. I agreed. I show up to his house and somebody answers the door and it was like nothing 
even remotely close to the guy that I saw on the photos. In fact, I even took my phone out and I started going through his photos and they looked up at the guy and I thought to myself, okay, so, I mean, this is a friend, a roommate, a brother. I mean, this is not him. And I remember saying, hi, I, I'm, I'm here to see Ryan. And he looked at me and was like, yeah, that's me. And I looked at him, I looked at my phone, I looked at him again, and it was not him. I mean, you guys, this, I mean, it's just, it's crazy what people will do just to get dicked. And I just don't understand, again, from 2009 all the way to this current moment in 2023, how are we still fucking trying to catfish people on Grindr? Like, do people actually think that they could still get away with it? It just, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Next up, we've got the show me yours and I'll show you mine gay. Now, this one always cracks me up because it's always like, you know, this guy that you've like been chatting with for maybe a couple of days. He's pretty cute. He thinks you're pretty cute. You both express that to each other. And then one day as you're kind of casually chatting, he says to you, do you mind sharing more photos? And then you're like, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. And then they go, okay, go ahead. And I'm like, but you asked first. And then you just wait and you wait and nothing happens and they don't show photos. So they ask you to exchange photos. I feel it's implied that that person's going to go next, but they don't go next. They don't go at all. All they want are your photos. And this is exactly how, I mean, you know, times have changed now. We have albums. You can't screenshot shit anymore. But this is, I feel, the bait. For many of these guys that have been accused of using other people's nudes and photos and fake profiles, and this is the root of it. This is where it all came from, was these guys who basically were the show me yours and I'll show you mine with no fucking results. Next up, we've got the flake gay. Now, this is like a really cute guy who hits you up, makes it very clear that he wants to have sex with you. So you finally decide in your mind, yeah, let's do it. So what do you do? You build that goddamn bottom boat. You get in the shower, you douche. An hour and a half later, you're like, you know, getting ready or doing your hair, you're putting your face cream on, deodorant, cologne, etc. You grab some clothes, you throw them on, and then you start responding to get the information for their address. And then it's just crickets. And then you're sitting there looking at your phone going, I just built that goddamn bottom boat. Listen, I've talked about this shit so many times on this show. It's not easy being a bottom. So if I'm going to go through the motions of doing all of that shit and putting myself through all of that, then you better fucking deliver that goddamn address. <laughs> I may or may not have been burned by this <laughs> several times, actually. <laughs> oh, and then we have the racist gay. Now, okay. I get that we're all in to what we're into. I understand that. But listen to what Daryl said on the Your Gay Expose segment. 
Daryl is one of my friends who just so happens to be Asian. And he has expressed that one of his pet peeves or his frustrations is that he's constantly hearing that when he hits guys up on Grindr, that they'll simply reply with, I'm not in to Asians. And even though that message may not be intended to be racist, there are so many other ways that you could say I'm not interested than making it clear that the only reason why I'm not going to have sex with you is because you're Asian. And I just, I have oh, such a problem with this, you guys, especially somebody like me who's pretty much into every other race aside from my own. I mean, if that's what you want to do with your life, then you do you. You continue to be racist on Grinder. I'm going to sit back and just enjoy all of the other color palettes on the spectrum that you don't want. Because that's what I'm into. <laughs> and then we have the discreet gay. I have such a problem with discreet gays. And I think this might just be in part to the fact that, again, I live in San Francisco. We're all pretty open here. I just really don't understand the whole discreet thing. You can't really screenshot shit anymore. So why are we being discreet? I just don't really understand. So that being said, uh, like, I, I, I think I've told this story on the show. Maybe I haven't. But I, I'm there was this guy that like hit me up several years ago and it was like this whole glory hole thing that he wanted to do. You know, and at first I just thought it was his fetish. Like his profile photo was like his legs just cocked up like he's sitting on his stomach on the beach, but all you saw was his legs on the beach and his like screen name was glory hole and he's just like broadcasted that he wanted to do the glory hole thing. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not against that. But then I asked for face photos and he refused to give them. But then he volunteered the reasoning behind the fact that he didn't want to give me any of the face photos that he had. It was basically because he was, quote, dating a prestigious Castro bartender. And I'm like, bitch, please. First of all, there's no such thing as a prestigious Castro bartender. That just doesn't even fucking exist. So really, translation, you're cheating on your boyfriend. <laughs> And I think this is the biggest reason why I have issues with discreet gays, because this is where my mind goes to directly. I mean, I don't know. I, I know that there can definitely be other reasons why people need to be discreet. I'm just so the opposite in personality of discreet. It's not even funny. I would fucking be full-blown naked on my profile photo if it were allowed. <laughs> And then we have the impatient gay. Listen, tops, listen up. Bottoms have to prepare. And that doesn't like take five minutes like it does for you. Like you can literally eat absolutely fucking anything you want and jump in the shower and you're ready to party. Not us. It's like sometimes like an hour and a half long process to fucking douche. I mean, it's literally, like I've stated before, building a goddamn bottom boat. It's not easy. So when I wake up at 8 a.m., log into my grinder, and I get a message from a top that says, hey, come over now. I have 20 minutes before I have to be to the office. Really? I just slept through the night. There's so much I have to do before you go into the office. <laughs> have the 
promasseur slash escort gays. You know how these gays are always like just far too good to be true? You know, those hot jock tops that you've been eyeing on your grinder grid for weeks and they finally hit you up on grinder and you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna go fuck this hot guy. And then the next message after you go back and forth with them several times is like they're priceless for a professional massage or they're priceless for like actually having sex with you. Listen, for all of you escorts out there, I'm not paying for sex. I never have. I never will. So you can take your escort bullshit and put that on a platform like Rent Boy, where people actually will pay for sex. Okay? And stop harassing me and teasing me on Grinder with your hot body. It's all fucking bullshit. And if I want a massage with a happy ending, then I'm going to go down the street to a place that I actually know gives a happy ending with a massage here in the Castro. And I won't say the names just so they don't get in trouble. <laughs> but I may or may not have dabbled uh, once or twice. That's what I'll do and actually pay for a real massage with a real happy ending. If I just want to get fucked on Grinder, I'm not picking you. And then we have those gays who always have like their screen name, Read profile. Must read profile. Okay, great. You just tapped me. So I'm going to go read your profile. And then basically what you say on your profile is that, you know, you're not into sex and you know that's what Grindr's all about, but you're actually looking for more of a connection and maybe some friends and blah, 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 etc. And in the time it takes for me to actually go through the motions of reading your profile like you requested, I get like six fucking dick pics and a couple of pics of some other dude fucking you and uh, what the fuck (laughs) oh it's so funny because it's so fucking true (laughs) and speaking of screen name one of my biggest pet peeves of all time and something i probably would have said if somebody asked me to chime in this week on the your gay expose segment are the Triple vaxxed gays. Listen, especially if you live in San Francisco, we all know that you have all three of your vaccines for COVID-19. We also know that you've been monkeypox vaccinated as well. Like we've all been able to have those. We've all caught up. We're all on that same exact journey. And you know, listen, Grindr updated their profile so that you could actually put in every single one of your vaccines so that if people really want to know, they can go take a look. But like these guys that still have like the triple check marks and the monkeypox vaxxed and vaccinated and boosted and all of this shit that's in their fucking screen name. Stop. Stop now. Stop. We don't care anymore. COVID is over. <laughs> it's over. Just stop. Change your fucking screen name and move the fuck on. <laughs> Next up, we've got the hit and run tap gays. You know, those hot guys that tap you You get so excited because you look over their profile and they are fucking hot. So you go through the motions of messaging them. You want to set something up. You already start planning it out in your mind. You shit even have planned out your like wedding cake flavor, your 
reception, seating arrangement for your wedding, like all the people you're putting in your wedding party, etc. Because this guy is so fucking dreamy. And then after that, after you, hey, how's it going? Or just send anything else after the tap? Nothing. Crickets. What the fuck? It happens so often. Next up, we've got the early morning guests. So here's the thing, you guys. I don't know what city you live in, but here in San Francisco, uh, unfortunately, there is a little bit of a reputation amongst the community where a lot of people here do like to dabble in their crystal meth. Now, I'm not endorsing this and I'm not saying this is okay. And just for the record, I have never, ever once partaken in crystal meth. Whenever you get that random inquiry from a guy at like, you know, 3.40 a.m. when you've had a very messy night of drinking out at the gay bars with Kahoy, you're wasted, you're horny, and you just want to fuck, but you get that 3.40 a.m. tap, anybody after three is guaranteed on meth. You could almost rest assured, and like, I even ran across this profile once who basically had in his profile that I'm just a night owl and it doesn't mean I'm doing drugs. Like he went through the motions to let people know that if he's hitting them up at an early morning hour, it's definitely because he's not on drugs because that's the reputation that these fucking gays have when they tap you anytime after 3 a.m. So be aware, especially... If you're visiting San Francisco. Next up, we've got what I like to call the basic gay. It's a really cute guy. He hits you up with a message that probably sounds something along the lines of, hey, how's it going? So you look over his profile. He like checks all the boxes for you. You simply respond. Doing good. How are you? And then... The next thing they say is, good. Okay, so what's happening here? Like, are we having a conversation? Are we not? Why did you just reply with something that I can't really respond to anything with? Like, what am I supposed to say? That's good that you're good? Like, where are we going with this? Okay, we're on Grindr, so clearly you want to have sex. You know, listen, here's the thing. These guys might be shy. Maybe? I don't know. And maybe that's why I don't fucking understand this. But if you're going to be a basic bitch and hit me up on Grindr, I want the fucking, the dick pics. I I want all of it. Let me know what your intentions are. But that being said, the next gay that I want to bring up on this list is the exact opposite of the basic gay. And it's the one that I like to call the photobomb gay, where you're basically on a packed crowded bus and you're holding onto a pole and you're trying to just see like what time it is. So you open your phone and it actually catches your face and it just opens and you were on Grindr before you got on the bus. So then it's like you were on that profile and it was like, boom, 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 boom. Like dick, 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 fuck pick, dick, dick, dick. And everybody behind you on that bus got a bird's eye view of that guy's cock. Like, and you suddenly find yourself sweating and realizing that you are at least six stops away from where you need to get off. And how the fuck are you going to live that one 
down. <laughs> Next up, we've got the fetish forward gaze. Now, listen, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Everybody's into what they're into. But when you hit me up on, okay, let me start off by saying I'm vanilla as fuck. Okay, so I learned that after doing the Pop Your Fetish Cherry Expose. I am fucking vanilla. I own it. I wear it with a badge of honor. I am good in the bedroom, just for the record. But I'm vanilla as fuck. So when you hit me up and tell me that you want to fuck me and I'm enticed because you're so fucking hot and all I see are your hot body pics and I want more. And then the next sentence that you lead with is, and I'd rather you not douche because I want to stick my dick in your ass and I want to pull it out and have a little bit of residue. My boner immediately just goes all the way back in to my fucking abdomen. <laughs> and these guys that are like into like, like I had one guy hit me up who was like asking me to wear tube socks, quote unquote, all day, and then come over to his house at night and take all my clothes off except for his tube socks. I'm so sorry. I'm just not fucking into that shit. And then the one guy that I ended up like trying to be open-minded about who said he had like a foot fetish, I ended up going over to his house and thought, you know, what's the harm in a foot fetish? We're going to end up fucking and he's probably going to want to play with my feet or some shit. Who knows? But when I got to his house, he had me get naked, lay on his bed, and he laid like underneath me and put my feet on his face while he jerked off. And that's literally all he wanted to do while he literally put my feet in his face. And I remember laying there thinking, what, what the fuck's happening right now? <laughs> Again, God bless to each their own. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but the fetish forward gay thing just not really my cup of tea. And I mean, I've had much worse shit proposed my way, but uh, this isn't really that kind of show. <laughs> Next up, we've got the tap snob gay. These are the gays who have somewhere on their profile is stating that they don't respond to taps. And my question is, why not? It's fucking grinder. All we want to do is fuck, right? So my, my mind immediately goes to if you don't want a tap, that means you want to have some kind of like open dialogue. But that's not really what Grindr's all about. That's like more of a dating app. I mean, am I wrong? You, you guys, tell me if I'm wrong. I, I just really want to know why do gays not like taps? Why will they not respond to taps? Because... I'm going to be honest, I respond to most taps <laughs> within reason. Next up, we've got the sugar daddy gays. Now, I have to admit, I am into older men and I am not really into the idea of anyone being my sugar daddy. That's just not who I am. I'm very independent. I work very hard for myself. I do my own shit. But why can't I fall in love with like some rich millionaire and like have like fairy tale bliss and just be able to like fly on a private jet to fucking Belize for a month long vacation? And why don't I ever get hit up by those guys? But the ones that I do get hit up on are always like, 
it's just like, I'll give you an allowance. And it's usually like way under my budget. I'm like, listen, if you're going to be my sugar daddy, I'm going to need at least 4000 a month. <laughs> but it's never that fucking high. This, I swear, you know, and it's always like, it's always a sketchy situation. And then, you know, sometimes I'll like exchange this like information with my friends and they'll be like, oh yeah, like I had a sugar daddy gay. It was a lot of fun and we did a lot of shit together. And I'm like, where are those gays? Sugar daddies, where the fuck are you? I'm still waiting. <laughs> 4,000 a month minimum. <laughs> Next up, we've got what I like to call the 15 second TikTok minded gays. These are the ones who message you repetitively. You might see in your notifications that somebody's hitting you up. You see their photo. You think, oh, I'm like in the middle of my work shift. So I'll revisit this later. And then when you go back, there's nothing to be found. Or when you go in, you'll see like 15 messages and it's like them getting aggressive with you because you didn't respond right away. And it's like, what the actual fuck do you think like I just, it mind blowing. And it happens to me so much, you guys. I don't really understand it, but it usually ends with them blocking me somehow because I guess I didn't respond within 15 seconds. Like keeping somebody's interest on TikTok is like a 15 second minded mentality. I don't get that shit. If you're really interested, you'll wait for this ass. <laughs> Next up, we've got the distance stalker gay. Now, these are the gays that actually, like, kind of let you know that they see that you're super close to them. And they want to, like, use that to their advantage by saying that they're, like, maybe can see you. Like, I had one guy, one time I was on the Amtrak, and he was, like, messaging me on Grindr. And he was, like, four feet away from me. And I was, like... I'm kind of afraid to look around because I didn't want him to see that I was looking around. And that's just like fucking creepy. Like, just tell me to meet you in the bathroom of the third car downstairs for a quick fuck. And, and we could just do that. Don't like make it super stalkery crazy. Like, hey, I see the back of your head. Like, fuck that shit. Stop stalking based on distance. It's just so creepy. Next up, we've got the Instastalker gay. Now, listen, I have my Instagram link to my Grindr profile, mostly because I want people to actually stumble upon my Instagram and discover that I have a fucking amazing podcast. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> but when you go like so deep into my feed and it's like, October 2nd of like 2020 and you like talk about a photo that I posted way back then when it's like me and my son and shit like that gets a little bit like the call is coming from inside the house and that's not really grinder appropriate don't you think <laughs> shit's so fucking weird and it happens so often next up we've got the send me a body pick gay this is the guy that really just wants to make sure that you're just as fit as any of the photos that you have on your profile, like right in this moment. Like if you ever had those guys that actually like ask you to hold up a piece of paper with a date or a newspaper, which by the way, who the fuck has a newspaper lying around anymore? <laughs> 
But literally, these gays exist and they ask for your body photo. Now, there's nothing more like mind crippling or just emotionally like detrimental to every fiber of your being than some gay that's asking you to send them a body pic because they want to fuck you right after you just had like a four course pasta meal. (laughs) And last but most certainly not least, we've got my absolute favorite one of all time. Now, this one's a little bit controversial. I've heard both sides of the coin on this one, but I'm just going to let you all know right here and now, this is the one thing that happens on Grindr on a consistent basis that I hate more than life itself. And it's the simple question, what are you into? (laughs) Listen, I'm a writer. I have a hard enough time coming up with like synonyms and like different ways to express myself with words. I don't want to have to think about like what I'm into just to come have sex with you. Let's just fuck and you'll find out. (laughs) Fucking hate that question so much. I never know what to say. Uh, I don't know. Sex? So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot, or at any rate, you just sat back and just reminisced on all the times that you encountered every single one of these grinder grid gays. And listen, I know that there are so many more out there that I maybe missed or just forgot about or, you know, and I'll probably have this episode will probably publish and I'll be like, fuck, I forgot one. I forgot two. I forgot three. So for that reason, I just want to hear from you, the listeners. What did you think that I forgot? What are your grinder prep prep <laughs> grinder pet and explain by giving me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me all about it. (laughs) Oh, God. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, MyGayExposePodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know about the show, including the official Your Gay Expose segment question of week. Don't forget to check out Bossy Power Bottom Wear at RonnieWashburn.com, MyGayExposePodcast.com, and BossyPowerBottom.com. You have three websites to choose from, so 
pick out your next piece for your next gay or upcoming pride event. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will tap you on Grinder and then log out and get hateful messages from you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions. <laughs>